Won't you please sign my petition? I'm sorry. You gotta be fucking kidding. Look, just sign the stupid petition. I've got stuff to do. I'm sorry. Shit. Are you gonna sign this or will it be your surviving family members? Today's the first day of the end of your lives. pseudo-academic pop culture analysis roundtable with drinking and swearing. My name is Christopher Maverick, but you can call me Mav, and I am once again here with my co-host, Palindrome Hannah Rogers. How's it going, Hannah? Uh, well, this episode is taking me back to a dark place. <sighs> is it a good place? <laughs> no, no, no. The good place is always wonderful. No. Uh, because this is about petitions, it reminded me that Game of Thrones exists, and it reminded me how Game of Thrones <laughs> ended, and I'm upset again. I'm still not over it. I'll never be over it. Well, you could just start reading the books from the beginning. I mean, like, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) like someone you might or might not live with. That's what Josh is doing. doing. I'm not doing that. I'm writing my dissertation like a good, Mm -hmm. a good worker. That's that's what I'm doing. Yep. Yep. Right now. Uh (laughs) Right now, as we're recording this podcast, you're simultaneously writing your dissertation. This whole podcast is like, you know, a lot of what we talk about is just things that I want to think about so that I can write about them. So, yeah, in a way, kind of, sort of. I don't know. I might go see Toy Story later. (laughs) I still haven't seen it. Well, uh, prepare to cry a lot. Wow. If you have feelings. <laughs> Every time I teach something uh, in, in class where, where I feel like it's a, a sad story, I always tell students, by the way, as you read this one, you may cry. If you cry, that's okay. It just means you have human feelings. If you don't cry, then your heart's made of stone. <laughs> yeah, well, I cried everything except Game of Thrones because I was too numb <laughs> by the horror of bad storytelling to cry. Well, are you going to like start a petition to ask for Game of Thrones to have a happy ending? There's my segue, by the way. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. But I think I might be a defender of the petition-esque thing more than you. Okay, because you want them to remake Game of Thrones without women? <laughs> Cause, cause, I'm sorry. Are, I'm sorry. My 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 face just <laughs> grimaced in such a way. No, no. Well, so no. that's what this episode's about. This episode's about why do we have fandom petitions? Why do we have petitions? Are they ever a good idea? Does it ever make sense? And I guess we'll introduce before I get hit, but from Hannah, <laughs> I guess we'll introduce our two guests. The first one is a friend of the show, um, second time guest, and the person whose idea this was, Andrew Dorowski. Welcome back, Andrew. Hello. Andrew, you are the frequent co-host slash producer of the Protagonist podcast. We've been exper- experimenting with the term co-pilot. Okay. Um, but yeah, frequent, but not constant co-host, um, but always producer. Right, right. And um, and you are the 
also the host, well, host co-host with your wife of Disney Animation Mena Essentials. Did I get it right? Nailed it. Okay. You got it right. I messed it up last night, a lot last time you were on, which the next episode out could be out any day now, right? <laughs> It, it could be because I've actually started editing them now that we've had the two children since we halfway recorded our second movie. So, yeah, it's it's coming this year. Probably look for it around the 30th anniversary of the film itself. You, you, you went on hiatus. hiatus uh, if, if, for people who listen to his show, went on hiatus uh, and said, we'll be we'll be back in a couple months, a year and a half ago. Um, well, so. We finished one movie because it's a movies by minutes. So we, we finished all of Snow White and we said, yeah, we'll be back in a couple months with um, Little Mermaid, you know, probably sometime next year. And we started recording it um, and then we stopped recording it so my wife could have the baby. So we recorded it into the pregnancy and then my wife had the baby and it interrupted us more than we expected. So Are you mean we having, didn't get started. You mean raising a child is hard. <laughs> <laughs> apparently um more time consuming at least than we anticipated um and so we didn't finish recording that and then um we had another baby and now we're we're, we're so, getting a handle on it so can i have a petition to bring back the the disney podcast that would that would sound amazing to us and our second guest is somebody that I've just wanted to have on the show for a while. This is my friend. Well, is, um, I guess, Matt, you do a bunch of stuff, but this is Matt Brake of, I guess, I guess the best way to say is Matt, Matt, you are of theology and pop culture. Sure. Yeah. I, um, I uh, run a blog called Pop, pop Culture and Theology. Uh, and out of that, I run right, that backwards. <laughs> no, no, it, it's fine. Actually, uh, when I pitched the series, I bought the domain name and ran a blog for six months and then pitched a series when I went to the American Academy of Religion in 2017. So I had the domain name. I had everything. I printed up business cards to like give to people so they could submit blogs and maybe even book proposals in the future. And so when I, I submitted my proposal to the publisher as pop culture and theology, and then they were like, yeah, can we put the theology first? And I was like, I, I have all of these business cards. Are you kidding me? Um, but it's fine. I kind of think of it as like pop culture and theology is my thing that I pay for. You know, once you sign a contract for a publisher, like it's really their thing anyway. So they can keep theology and pop culture. And then um, I just uh, signed for a series. I, I signed to do a series and co-edit it with uh, A. David Lewis on religion and comics as well. So I do a lot of stuff in that pop culture, religion, theology. Mm. Dave is also a frequent guest on this show. He's, he's fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I I I love David. I, he's great. Well, I guess I think that's since it's the theology thing. I think that's a a good place to start because right after Andrew wrote me and said this was a good idea for the um, for the show, and um, Hannah and Wayne and Katya and I were talking about it, something amazing happened, which was there was a petition that was floated online by a religious organization asking Netflix to cancel the new show Good Omens. And they got like 20,000 signatures and then Netflix saw it and they were like, um, well, we don't produce that show. So sure. Because <laughs> it's an Amazon show. So they were asking Netflix to cancel it. And what I loved about it was Amazon actually tweeted at Netflix that 
if they agreed to cancel Good Omens, they would agree to cancel Stranger Things. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> and, 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 so, yeah, it's like so. That's uh, petitions, kind of. I mean. It, they probably got more press for their movement by making a mistake than they would have without it. I think. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, okay. Wait, wait a second. Quick thing that has nothing to do with this. Matt, you've been on the secretarian review, haven't you? I have. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I was like, I, yeah, I was like, I, I know I recognize him more. He's been known with me. Anyway, yeah. um, okay. <laughs> Shout out to Danny's show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to get on, uh, actually, I'm trying to get on the protagonist podcast. Now that we're on the air, I can, you know, put Andrew in a corner here. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get you on the list somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I reached out to Joe and I was like, hey, what about this idea? He's like, yeah, I haven't read that. And I was like, oh, what about this idea? Yeah, I haven't read that. I was like, all right. Welcome to the podcast dating game. <laughs> Meanwhile, I tried to get Joe to come co-host this podcast in place of Mav, and I got to become the protagonist. <laughs> Best part about that episode is when Hannah, when Hannah gets mad at me and says, hey, Joe, you want to replace Mav on this podcast? And I said, yeah, Joe, do you want to host another podcast? And Joe goes, no, no, no. <laughs> anyway. The, the opening for uh, co-host is open to anyone who thinks The Good Place is the best show on television. Besides Good Omens, which is what we were actually talking about. But, okay, uh, but, you know, like this, I mean, this happens all the time with like things that scare religious groups. Like I remember back in the day when The Golden Compass became a movie, there was a similar petition to like cancel the sequels, which happened not because they wanted to give in. But because <laughs> That's not, not for the, not for the petition. They didn't, you know, they didn't make enough money at the box office. Um but I mean, I think I think we can all agree that maybe this was not the best thought out petition. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it seems like they were um, so engrossed with their righteous fervor that they forgot to like read the credits, look at anything. <laughs> I, I I think there's a subset of people that think Netflix is the only mm-hmm. streaming service, kind of like Kleenex is the only brand of tissue. Well, if you don't know what streaming service it's on. That means you've never watched it to know whether or not. It yes. Should be so like, it's pretty evident with this one that they didn't mm-hmm. like engage with the show in any way. It's just, this is about religious stuff and they maybe got some, some like log lines about it. And they're like, we don't like it. Oh, that's probably bad. Mm-hmm. The, um, the yeah. example that I always remember is um, when the movie dogma came out, Kevin Smith heard that it was being protested by religious groups. And if I remember correctly, led by the Westboro Baptist Church. I'm not sure if that was right or not, which, you know, he had a problem with for other reasons. But he heard they're going to be protesting the movie. And he's like, and he and his friend were like, let's go. And so they they went out to protest the movie with this uh, with this group who clearly had never seen the movie. It's actually, if you actually watch Dogma, there's some foul mouth humor in it because it's Kevin Smith, but it's actually got a pretty pro religious message to it. And, um, and he, so he goes out there. And, well, I, I mean, the negative stuff that they might protest is there's a lot of swearing and God is a woman, you know, that those are, the, that's how bad it is. And, but it's actually a pretty good movie with a really good pro religious message. Um, Kevin is Catholic. And so, but he, he's like, no, but we're going to go protest this movie. So he, he and his friend went out and they made signs and they, they um, he's like, he was carrying a sign to protest his own movie that said dogma is dog shit. And then the people 
who were protesting asked him to leave because they were like, well, we, we don't we, we don't want to swear like that. We don't we don't like that message. They did not recognize him. They did not know who he was. <laughs> Protest, but, he, but he was also like, well, we went out there and the protest was, you know, we were expecting there to be like thousands and thousands of people. And he was like, I was kind of disappointed because there was like 10. And, you know, and, I, <laughs> and, and that's sort of the problem. Like protests are hard. And the reason online petitions exist is because whatever your whatever your message is, if you have a good thing that you want done, if you're trying to get a stoplight, if you're trying to um, defend religious freedom or racial freedom or, you know, get guns out of public schools, if you're trying to do something, it's really, really hard to organize people all over the world. But it's pretty easy to get them to just sort of, you know, sign a thing on the Web. So that's what people do now to click a couple links. Yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah. But at the same time, like what you're describing with good omens or dogma or what we talked about very briefly at the beginning of the show, putting up like a petition to like remake Mm -hmm. a movie without women or with a different political message, like what people have done with Star Wars is different than all like all entertainment petitions. Like these are like kind of the worst of the worst. Like, I don't think anyone on this show is going to say that the good omens petition Mm -hmm. has merit or like being angry at Star Wars because it's not just about white dudes anymore. It's like something worth supporting. Yeah, I always find these petitions by religious groups against heterodox, heretical depictions of religion really interesting. Because I always think to myself, you realize this means you're a part of the cultural conversation, right? Like you realize if you're, this is my thing with Ned Flanders and how people would make like Christian fundamentalists would get mad at Ned Flanders. <laughs> like you, you realize if you're a part, even if you're a, even if you're represented as a gag, you're, that means you're part of the, that means you're part of the conversation. So I don't know why you would ban this because uh, it, it, it has, it instigates the type of conversations you want to have anyway. Like, uh, who is it? Derek. Um, who's the guy who does, uh, Derek's Scott Derrickson, who did Dr. Strange and, mm-hmm. um, Hort, the horror director guy. Like, you know, he's, he's a person of faith and his whole thing is he's actually gotten me. Like I grew up in a really fundamentalist from a fundamentalist background. And there have been parts of that that have been shed over the years. Uh, and one of them was like, you know, you don't watch horror because it's evil. <laughs> um, and so I, uh, I was never into it. And I loved reading Scott Derrickson because his background is in horror. And he was like, you know, this gets us talking about, uh, you know, this gets conversations about spirituality going about the nature of, of faith and hope of the supernatural and the natural. Um, so why would you even begin to protest something like this? It seems like these types of stories open the door to making conversations about God and ultimate reality, a live option. I don't think, I mean, I think this is getting into what Hannah was talking about. You said there are good petitions and bad petitions and there are, but let's be, let's be fair. What defines a good petition versus a bad petition is mostly whether or not it's something that I personally respect. I mean, and I, and I don't mean, I mean, for me, and obviously everyone's going to say that, say that 
So, like, I think your petition to get rid of women in Star Wars is stupid because I think you're stupid because you want your stupid fucking petition to get rid of women in Star Wars. Like, like that's it. Like, there's nothing. Like, I just think you want something stupid. So, I don't care how many names you've gotten, right? And I think your petition to not have good omens or not have a dogma is stupid because I. I'm not a religious person. I don't. I don't know if you could figure that out from this show so far, but I'm not. Um, I happen to know a lot about religion. I was raised very, very, very much in the church. I have several ministers in my family. I know a lot about religion, and I study. You know, I study literature for a living. There's a lot of study that goes into it. Um, so I've read a lot of the Bible. Most people who are the kind of people who might be signing these petitions probably haven't read that much of the Bible and they don't know as much as I do. And, and I don't think they actually want a, um, they don't want a conversation about theology the way, the way Matt's books are, right? You're, you, when you're talking about discussing theology and pop culture, you're talking about let's have a conversation wherein we talk about the ways in which the scripture might interact with the message of the theme of this particular piece of literature, whatever, whatever the text is that you happen to be looking at. And that's not that's not what someone who is making their own particular fundamentalist argument against good omens is trying to do. Their argument is, no, we need to stop this thing because it might contradict this thing that I've already decided is the universal truth of what Jesus means. You know, now again, they've not seen the show. They, they don't know the very idea of it feels like a threat. So they're let's organize and stop this threat without actually understanding it at all. So the conversation is sort of antithetical to what they want in the same way as the conversation of, Hey, maybe women are people who are worthy of like having, you know, a voice in a movie about, you know, about, about space wizards. Hmm. Can I, I've got like a, some comments I need to work out mm-hmm. on like the good versus bad petition. Um, if, if we are going to say that there is a dichotomy of that, because I think um, like the blanket attitude seems to be that fan petitions are dumb. You know, that seems like every time I see a head, it seems like most of, I don't know if that's always true. Yeah. it's. I don't know that it's always really true. It feels like it. Yeah. It feels like it because I think a lot of dumb people make them, but I think that, I think that if you really want, like, I don't think there's really a problem for having, you know, there, like, I'm trying to think of, a, of an example. It wasn't a petition, but back when the show Chuck, of which I was mm-hmm. a fan, when, when Chuck was canceled, oh there was the first time there was a, no, everybody write in and let them know how much you love the show and maybe they'll give it another subway. chance. And they do. Yeah, yeah, right. Those things, and and or you know, send red vines to the producer, and you know, or, I, or get um, I get Brooklyn Nine Nine. Want to do a couple years ago? I mean, that, yeah, that was, that was a big thing on Twitter, where even Mark mm-hmm. Hamill um, and other celebrities like Lin Manuel Miranda pitched in to show their support for the show. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine was yeah, a because trick, though, because NBC wanted it. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Nine was canceled. Brooklyn Nine Nine was canceled for exactly nineteen hours. No, nothing yeah. in Hollywood moves that quickly. NBC already knew they were taking that show. They canceled it because they had to officially cancel it and they picked it up the next day. The petition, I mean, the people complaining online didn't really yeah. have anything to do with it. Like that deal was struck. It well, takes and, longer than and that. So some of this so, like kind of turns into a conversation of like, okay, what is the role of fan response or interaction with art or entertainment? If you want to mm-hmm. like create a dichotomy there um, and, and a distinction there, you know, but um like some of the petitions seem to be this sucks. I hate it. Let's just make a bunch of noise. 
And some of the petitions seem maybe a little more like gentle and saying, hey, if this is what you were trying to do, I don't think it worked. And here's a lot of people who agree that this didn't work. I'm looking at like the Sonic situation. If you, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, it seems like Mm -hmm. from a filmmaker perspective, the audience that they wanted to reach said, hey, guys, that design does not work for us. So if you want us to see it, you're going to have to like work on it. And the petition isn't just Mm -hmm. this sucks. You should you should remake the movie. They're just saying like, hey, this is pretty gross and we're probably not going to see it. And then the the filmmakers kind of respond like, we get it. Wrong design. We got you. We'll fix it. (laughs) And like that seems like a a fairly appropriate situation. They're not saying there were women in this trailer. I don't think there were actually any women in that trailer for as a point of fact. But, um, you know, they weren't saying, can you take all the women out? We don't want to watch that movie (laughs) saying, hey, your design for this character that is the main character seems a little iffy, you know, maybe you ought to look at that if you want to reach the fans that you probably want to reach. Yeah. Well, you know, and there's also the Game of Thrones petition that Re- remake season eight, is that what that it was? was. <laughs> remake season eight, which, you know, obviously that's not going to happen because HBO and all the actors are not going to go back and spend millions of dollars remaking it. So it's 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 like a ridiculous request, not because they're wrong in being upset that season eight was terrible, because it was and it was upsetting and I'm mad. <laughs> don't don't laugh. You know it's true. But I I I I had I had issues as we talked about on that. We'll go back to that episode. I did not hate it as much as most people did. I I, I actually there was much I enjoyed. Mostly the only one I had a major problem with was the last episode because I thought I thought they needed three more episodes if they were going to try to do what they tried will, to do. But I didn't hate I it as much as most people. Say did. one word and I'll move on, Jamie. That's all. Uh, but <laughs> no, I, I I acknowledge that it had issues. But, I'm not I'm not defending it. I'm saying it's not as bad as people. But made like, it you know, changing the design of Sonic the Hedgehog is a much more doable thing than changing the entirety of an already mm-hmm. shot Game of Thrones. So like that's that's clearly not going to happen. But you know, I I think that you know there 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 are like some things that are not just about changing art mm-hmm. um, and. And I, I mean, I'm going to call Sonic the Hedgehog art because whatever. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we, we, we got some uh, comments from listeners who were like, well, you know, you can like, it's appropriate to like, you know, try and save Star Trek, try and save Chuck, etc. That's great. You enjoy the art, but you shouldn't tell people how to do their art. But like that. Well, people are hired to make this stuff a specific yeah. way. Like, yeah. and then it, there's some things where it's like, it's like capital A art. And there's some things where it's like lowercase a <laughs> art. Like they were, they were hired to make a Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And they kind of screwed some stuff up. It seems yeah. like, and, and the fans said, Hey guys, this is not what we they're want to make a, and they're like, well, if, like these are our patrons. If you want to take it into yeah. like a Renaissance time period, like if, if the, if the Medici's tell Leonardo, Hey, don't paint that or else we're not going to pay your rent. I guess he's probably going to have to listen to some degree. Well, uh, like, go ahead, Matt. Oh, uh, I, I was just going to say that I, uh, I do wonder about like when it comes to IP that we're sort of dealing with these sort of like these things that are owned by corporations. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but there's a sense of when you have for hire creators coming in and then you have fan expectations, there is a sense in which you kind of curate, uh, you kind of curate a story that all the fans feel like they own too. 
Like it's not an original, it's not like a creator imprint. Like I think comic books, we -hmm. see this a lot there, right? Where, um, and, and I, I'm stuck here because on the one hand, um, I want to respect people like Brian Michael Bendis and Tom King when they want to do something to not have people's expectations temper them. Like I want to, like, I think creators need to be given a chance. But at the same time, you have the Zack Snyder problem of making Superman, mm-hmm. you know, a bad version of Watchmen mm-hmm. and Miracle yeah, Man. Yeah, so like, like in the comic book model, that's one of the roles that editors have and have had for a long time is like caretaker of the character. So someone's coming in and this is a new writer and they're writing Spider-Man and the editor has some veto power to say, no, Spider-Man can't do that. You know, Spider-Man can't kill in cold blood unless it makes sense within this whole story, right? You have somebody who's being a caretaker for that. And in the Sonic case, you don't have that from the studio. So it looks like the fans took it upon themselves. Well, you do have that from the studio. It's just that the fans disagreed. I mean, the comics have always had comics have a very, very fast turnaround. There's a monthly issue. And then there are previously there were letter columns and now you just fucking tweet at people, you know, like they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. like, if, um, if Tom King does something that people don't like, or actually Tom King's, a, Tom King's a bad example because he doesn't really care whether you like or not. Like he doesn't really respond. Um, I'm a big Tom King fan. Um, but yes, Nick Spencer, if Nick Spencer decides to make Captain America into yeah. a Nazi, Nick Spencer's going to hear about it. And there, and you know, there were, however you feel about that story, that storyline, like he had immediate fan feedback and he can adjust course and, you know, whether he does or not, um, course can be adjusted across, you know, as the story is being written and that, com- that shows up all the time, but you know, but then great expectations with Dickens, right? Well, you know, well, well not, not even great, ex- just great expectations. Like anytime you have a serialized format where you can get feedback from the audience, I was, uh, reading for my dissertation, some articles on our mutual friend last night and scholars like Anna Gibson and Jennifer Haywood have like compared the notes of how Dickens is playing on killing off a character and then he changed his mind and they see those changes mm-hmm. as a response to the public and also I mean he also like changed like subplots I mean like this happened with law like lost like um Damian Lindelof and Carlton Cuse saw that like Nikki and Paula were not doing well whenever they like started editing mm-hmm. episodes around the same time audiences were like why do we care about these two jokers so they you know ended their storyline earlier like there's always we I, we talked about mm-hmm. this I think on uh even the Game of Thrones episode there's always you know, going to be like feedback between uh, writer mm-hmm. and consumer or, you know, showrunner or whatever the title is. And on top of that, like lots of authors really, well, one, they do need editors. Like, have you ever read like a Stephen King novel? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> or J.K. Rowling's later books. J.K. Rowling's books from a, the technique, the craft of writing point of view, J.K. Rowling's books get worse as they go. And, you know, like the people like Samuel Richardson back in the 18th century and people before then were always like asking for feedback. There's actually letters uh, with, like between Richardson and like the people he talked to about a character, Sir Charles Grandison, who Richardson wanted to make a virgin where everyone was like, uh, what? He's a virgin. That's hilarious. Because, um, you know, uh, the typical stereotypical male 18th century hero was not a virgin. That was not done then. Uh, 
fun fact about the 18th century. But you know, like, I, I don't know. It, but is it? Is it? Yeah, you know, is it? Is it appropriate ever to tell a creator mm-hmm. how to do their work, or how is that appropriate? Is it just putting it on Twitter? Yeah. Are are we being bad people, or should we petition? Yeah. Should we petition <laughs> Game of Thrones to bring back ghosts and let John pet his dog? You know, like literally, all four of us are out of a job if they if you're not allowed to critique stuff. So I, I have no problem with the public doing that. I mean, yes, I get that we went to school for school to learn how to do it better, but I'm not naturally any more valid or justified in like being able like yeah we have the show because we decided we wanted to do a show like that's how we got the show like if, if somebody wants to complain about star wars for whatever reason if you think star wars sucks because you know god damn it women aren't supposed to be able to have the force and there's too much princess leia and why isn't she in a steel bikini like if that's what you if that's your honest feeling i have no problem with you like expressing that and making a blog about it, you know, Oh, raise a girl, girls suck. You, 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 you know, like if you, if you, if you really, really have the mentality of a four-year-old and that's your problem with star Wars, I'm actually fine with that. I think that critique's fine. And I think that you, I think, Um, no, I mean, I will think you're stupid. Sure. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think you're stupid, but if if you're okay with me thinking you're stupid, then I'm okay with you having that opinion and that's fine. It just, it's, it becomes weird when, when there's an actual expectation of change to the point where my worry is because the Sonic thing worked at what point do we really start going, wow, 200,000 signatures. Maybe we should remake Star Wars without all the girls. Well, I think that part of the song thing is they genuinely realized it looked kind of bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it did. I mean, yeah, like, like if, the fan, if the fans are right, mm-hmm. then it's okay to agree with them. Mm-hmm. If the fans are being dumb and sexist and, and racist or, or whatever is, mm-hmm. right, then you don't have to listen to it. And that's like where we're like, so, so how do you know what to do? Cause like, should, yes, should you absolutely. listen to fans ever? Yeah. Sometimes because like you're making stuff for them, right? You want people to see your stuff. So you want to make stuff that people like, so you need to hear what people like. Oh, um, I also like, I just want to point out that sometimes like the best time to listen to what people want is if you're representing certain marginalized groups um, in particular, like, you know, Aladdin just came out, there's been a lot of pushback on Disney about making that film in particular. There's, you know, been a lot of like talk about, um, you know, like Netflix um, had, they just canceled it, uh, Chambers, which featured um, a Native American as a lead. Like, you know, like Disney's like started hiring mm-hmm. like more cultural consultants and more people of color to like direct films like Coco mm-hmm. or work on them like Moana. So, uh, and part of that mm-hmm. was because there was a pushback from Disney trying to do really gross things like uh, trademark the Day of the Dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, that was a poor decision. It's a so, rough like, one. I, I mean, like, especially since art and the representations of people in art impacts how people think about them in the real world um, and negative stereotypes poorly affects those who are being stereotyped. Yeah. Disney and other companies like them should pay attention to like the pushback they received about Aladdin and BT dubs. They did not do nearly enough to make Aladdin not be terribly oral analyst, but that's not what this is about. So Matt, I turn it over to you. 
Yeah, I, I was also thinking earlier when Matt was like, you should have the right to be able to make this misogynistic petition. I was and, and, cause you, and I was like, I, I did have the thought, like, did Mav just say basically in petition terms, it's OK to yell fire in a crowded theater? That wasn't the main point I was going to make. But <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I don't think that's the same thing, though, because you're not yelling fire in a crowded theater. Like, do I think it's OK to yell fire in a crowded theater? No. But if I, there's a fire, and, yes. Well, there's a, yes, if there's a fire, yes. But, but there's no fire here. And we were talking about the, the people protesting dogma who clearly hadn't seen it, right? I have no problem with a bunch of idiots like standing outside of the theater yelling, you know, down with dogma because God. They have no idea what they have no idea what the movie's about. They they don't like if you want to do that, if that's how you fundamentally feel, that's different to me somehow. Here, here's where it comes down to. Yes, there are good petitions and there are bad petitions. And to be completely egotistical, I think I have the ability to decide. I think that my feeling that petitioning against something because you're sexist is a bad thing and petitioning against something because it is sexist is a good thing. I feel like I can say that. I feel like I can say that there's a difference between saying, hey, this is kind of racist and paints, you know, Native Americans or black people in a bad light is different than somebody saying, oh, there are too many black people in this movie about Harlem. So let's remake it <laughs> or whatever, you know, like I, th- I think that you yeah. I think those are fundamentally different things, but I don't feel like it's OK for me to say you can't complain about it. Mm-hmm. If, if your feeling is that um, more movies should be made where women have no other purpose other than be barefoot and pregnant. And that's the only role that women should have in a movie. Please make your petition screaming as loud as you can so that I know that you're an idiot and I can avoid you. <laughs> like for no other reason. Right? Like, okay. But counterpoint, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, like we can all express our opinions and we do so every week on this show. Right. But do not some of these petitions or even just posting sexist, racist, insert, et cetera, here on the internet sometimes lead to real world harm. And like, it also like, like funnels into like a cycle of toxicity. Like whenever I saw the one person I saw post his rant about the four, not the force awakens last Jedi. I'm so sorry. Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, he like, he went on his sexist racist rant and ended with, if you thought this movie was a good movie, you deserve to be like, punched in the face until you're unconscious so you know that i mean i mean obviously you, you can't stop people from posting things but i would i'm not going to encourage someone to post well, and, and like there's um i mean I, I wonder if some of it is like the difference between just having a place to vocalize your opinion versus the petitions i mean there's a difference between like formal mm-hmm. protests and informal protests like we have a system that you know grants protest permits or, or March permits and things like that for specific reasons. And not every reason is going to get that same kind of like mm-hmm. official stamp of approval and somehow a, like a petition on change.org, I think is, is losing its um, legitimacy because of the fan stuff. But the mm-hmm. idea of a petition, I'm signing my name to this kind of like gives people a sense that they are validated in their, in their stance, even if like, as a society, we would look at that stance and be like, maybe that shouldn't be validated um, very strongly. But they feel like they're validated because they're in with a group of 5,000 other people who also signed that petition. And like just the word pet- petition kind of gives this even even subconscious sense that 
it is actually meaningful and will enact change. But like nobody has to listen to a petition on the Internet. That's what I wanted to get at right there, because I right. think that's the big difference. And I think where it becomes weird is, yes, there's two kinds of validation that go on. If you feel validated because there are, you know, because you got to sign your asshole petition with 5,000 other assholes and you're, you feel validated in your misogyny. Yeah, that sucks. But you know what? Fine. The problem is there have been situations where because that happens, the creator says, Oh, well, maybe they have a point. And much like I said, I think I can decide between, you know, what the good petitions are and the bad petitions are. I think that the creator who it's targeted at, there's some impetus on you to say, you know what? I don't care if they did got, get 10,000 signatures. Maybe I don't want to turn Star Wars into a sexist movie series any more than it already is. And Disney, I think, is smart enough to sort of know where their bread is buttered and, and maybe not go, oh, well, yeah, they're demanding bigger boobs, so we have to go build the boob movie. You know, like, like Disney knows but Disney knows better than that, right? It's like the sequel to Sausage Party or something. The boob movie. Well, have you seen some of the have you seen some of the petitions that actually are like some of the stuff that people have put out there and gotten a significant number of signatures for for like the Star have, Wars have you remake? Read the manifesto really vile. Their declaration really vile. about it. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> uh, so, but you know, like we, we mentioned, change.org by name, and you know, like on their front page are like serious petitions yeah, that made a difference. Like, 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 like having TripAdvisor change their policies when it comes to like people who use their site um, facing like sexual harassment and assault. Uh, so, like that, like, like that was like kind of the purpose of change.org to make like material changes in the world, not really deal with entertainment stuff but would petitions be better if we did like if someone wanted to make one to i don't know save the good place not that anyone would listen to that person because it's going to end creatively but what if what what if what if two million people say hey i don't want it to end should that change the creator's mind but you know like like if we use like google or something to create a petition or like had a website that was dedicated to like speaking to creators or not, you know, the kinds of issues change.org wants to focus on. Is that better? I mean, is it, is it just like, are these petitions to some degree, like not great because they're on change.org when they're not meant for change.org? I mean, obviously some of them are bad no matter where they're hosted, right? But like, if you want Jon Snow to pet ghost, that's not a dumb request. Or if you want Sonic the Hedgehog to like be pitched. That is a dumb request. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I understand why, but I, <laughs> it's emotionally fulfilling. Like, 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 like that doesn't have what venue is. But it doesn't have the same like societal significance as some of these things that are like let's protect people from sexual predators. Right. Like so. So like, what's the correct venue? Or even put up a stoplight. Like, there's change.org has has literally. Hey, I need to have a stoplight mm-hmm. at the corner of. In fact, um, because. I live somewhere where, you know, it took us since I, I mean, I've, I've, we've owned this house for 10 years and I believe it took four accidents, one of which was deadly before they put up a stoplight at two blocks from my house because people kept crashing around this blind corner. Right. That, that, that materially saves lives. So like what, if, yes. so, so instead of using change.org, what is an appropriate venue to talk about These, and like petition? I don't want to call them frivolous. But <laughs> our, our is not, no, yeah, is so not that's frivolous. not the right term, but um, like these, like, 
immaterial. Like these are immaterial that's, things. That's a good term. Maybe well, not immaterial. Maybe I don't. So Hannah, I am kind of wondering on that point. So I, I'm I'm kind of I've been kind of thinking in my head like of a taxonomy of these petitions, right? So you have ones like you know remake Game of Thrones, where it's just like, look, we understand that the last season didn't go the way we wanted. Um, but sometimes that's how TV works, right? For all the best. And then you have others that are like, let's be sexist about Star Wars. The ones I find kind of interesting where the material uh, significance comes into play is stuff about representation, right? Because, you know, if you get all post-structuralist about it, language makes things visible. And so by giving representation, there actually is material impact. But then, of course, within those petitions, you have ones like, well, <laughs> Captain Marvel's a woman, sure, but we want her recast as a, a black queer woman with a lesbian lover, right? And it's just, um, and you, you get into those sort of petitions where, um, like, I, I'm not sure if, where, I mean, I'm not a big fan of that argument for recasting Captain Marvel. Like, that's where I think, okay, you know, just wait for Monica Ram- Rambeau to become her successor or Kamala Khan. Like, it'll it'll all work out. Um, where, in that case, there's a petition for something of material significance like representation. But I feel like it's misdirected to ask for a recasting of, and I say this as a white cisgender straight male, so you know, grain of salt. Um, but I do think that that petition is a little misdirected, even though it's for a cause that does have material benefit potentially. Right. I'm gathering, I'm gathering. (laughs) I'm perfectly okay with deciding that I am a moral and good person so that the things that I think are good ideas are great. I'm not so good with deciding that like everybody else should come to the exact same universal ideology as me because there's probably nuance. And I feel like if I say it's okay to make a petition to ask for Captain Marvel to be a transgender, half black, half Asian, lesbian woman, but it's not okay to ask for a petition to have Captain Marvel be a straight cis white man. I feel like that's silencing a voice that, you know, in order in the name of another voice, which just makes me feel icky. I, because I think that, I think that the right thing to do is for you to allow both petitions to exist and for the creators of Captain Marvel, you know, whichever one you're talking about, when we were talking about the, um, the Marvel one, but it's for the company, for Disney, for Marvel to sit down and go, no, this one's okay. And this one's stupid. Because frankly, I think that if you, if you make that petition, if you get 10,000 signatures for the Captain Marvel should be black, half black, half Asian, transgender, lesbian. Is that all the, everything I said? Um, that's the, I think that so. might, yeah. That's too much for one movie. That is, that becomes a thing of where you're catering and a good writer, a good creative, a good producer is going to say, no, that's not a story. That's just checking off boxes in order to make this subgroup. So that's not the right way to do it either. Right. Like mm-hmm. I like, and you're still creating, you're not, if you, if you're making a movie entirely by committee and only in order to check off boxes so that you can make a whole bunch of money at the box office by making everybody happy, give everybody exactly what they want. That's fan four stick. That's not, you know, it, it is, it's not, it's not a, that's not a 
wait, I'm sorry. I don't think uh, fan force to give anyone anything exactly. that they want. Because they at all. tried to give every, they, they literally tried to do everything that they'd ever seen in any blockbuster before. Like they're like, oh, here's what we have: people like this, people like this, people like this, people like this, and they checked off every box, and you ended up with this p- complete piece of garbage. And they and, and they did it in 20 minutes less than every other blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. Though I, I will. I will say that, like, you know, there has been pushback over, like, and this is where we can say something, uh, like, beyond speculation. There have been times where uh, actresses like Scarlett Johansson have been cast in roles where they are not of, or or Emma Stone, uh, they are not of the race or um, identity of the character. Uh, Like, Scarlett Johansson dropped out of a project um, about a Mm -hmm. transgender man uh because she's a side gender woman um and you know like studios should cast people who are actually asian to play Ideally. asian characters and actually and that also, that also yeah. starts to get into like some iffy territory because like what counts as asian for that character it was what well it's a, it's a character of korean descent does that mean they have to find somebody who just looks close enough to that or does it have to be Korean or, you know, is Japanese or Chinese or Mongolian well, eligible? This was this was the question with Aladdin, because uh, many people who critiqued the film at its casting saw Disney as just casting, a, like using an aesthetic of general yeah. brownness is a term that mm-hmm. I heard. Um, uh, and we're not interested in portraying any sort of like actual cultural representation focused more on like stereotypes and just kind of smushed uh in particular yeah i was like, gonna say hollywood cast arabic Indian actors together. as indian actors and vice versa frequently because they're like oh, i don't know the white people watching this movie can't tell the difference Plus, mm-hmm. man, yeah it happens a lot well and so like one thing i always wonder is like how finite does that have to become and it's like is is genetic testing now involved in whether you can play a fictional character like like where where is that line ultimately and that's that's why i don't want it to be to limit a petition because here's here's the deal i i took a i took a slightly different turn on the scarlett johansson one for instance because like i understand i understand where people were coming from with why they didn't want her to cast that movie because they to be cast in that movie because they felt like oh she's taking a role from a transgender person. And my feeling was, well, she isn't really because without Scarlett Johansson, they're not going to make this movie. And I actually got into an argument with somebody who, um, who said, no, 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 we'll never get the, unless we take a stance, we'll never get trans trans actors working. And I was like, okay. So they made their petition and everybody, everybody complained and everybody complained. And Scarlett Johansson said, I hear you. I'm dropping off this movie. Cause you know, Scarlett was frankly, she was just trying to get an Oscar. Like she's, she's, she's been on an Oscar push for years. So she dropped out and then they canceled the movie. They're not making the film now. So, so now there's no trans actors and no trans movie. Right. So I wasn't for that one. However, I do feel like the people who were complaining had every legitimate right to complain. It's a weird, nuanced situation. And that's why these exist, because you don't just make decisions based on like if somebody is arguing that, hey, we want more Asian actors. No, we want more Chinese actors like that's a, Those are two different questions. And when it comes down to that, the answer is 
petitions are there for you to listen to your audience. And then you as the creator are supposed to say, oh, okay, I hear what they're saying. Now let me think about what I really have to do here. And I don't think you can make a hard and fast rule. Like is it genetic testing? Probably not. Well, genetic testing isn't a hard and fast rule and is sometimes inappropriate in distinguishing. Right. So, so like, I don't think that's what you want to do. I think, I think the idea is these are people saying, Hey, you're not hearing us. There are 5,000 of us here. Please hear us. And then you, so what you do is if somebody gets 5,000 signatures, no matter what their point is, sit down and listen and see if they have Mm -hmm. a legitimate point. And then you have to decide whether or not you want to listen to them. And it's okay to say no. It really is. It's okay to say, you know what? I, I don't care that you think Star Wars I mean, shouldn't have women in it. Fine. You think that. It's okay to say that. It's even okay for you to say, um, here's an example where it didn't work. Um, when Marvel announced, when Marvel and Netflix announced that they were going to make the Iron Fist series before it was ever, like anybody was ever cast, before anything was ever filmed, there were tons of petitions for, you know, towards Disney and Marvel. No, you guys better cast an Asian actor as Danny Rand. And they didn't listen. And, you know, for the story they wanted to tell, they were right. Now, you might not have liked that story. That's a different issue. But they get, you know, the creator gets to make the decision as to not as to whether or not they want to listen. Can we can we talk about how uh, fans didn't think about how they wanted an Asian guy cast as the Kung Fu guy? Is, is, is that also problematic? Right. <laughs> a little. But on the other hand, because because of that, now they're making a Shang-Chi movie, which is awesome. Right. So, like, I think that I think that what you want to do is you want to listen and then decide how to address it. It's not the same thing as, oh, my God, you got 5000 signatures. We better get back in the studio and and redo this and redo this now, because what ends up happening is a lot of times. And, and this is the, this is the bad part of these sorts of things. Petitions. Sometimes people will listen to the loudest voice, not necessarily the biggest voice <laughs> there. Those are those are different things. Like I remember um, there was a point where um, when when the show Constantine got canceled and people who were reading my blog way, way back before we did this will remember I wrote a blog when Constantine got canceled that was called Please, Internet, don't try to save Constantine. I got death, I got death threats over this because my point was when when Constantine was canceled, there were at that time in production or going into production like 10 superhero shows, all of which I was interested in. And I said, back in the old days when I was a kid, we had, you know, we joke on the show about like, you know, I, I've joked about liking Manimal. I liked Manimal because it was my only option. There was nothing else on TV. <laughs> so if, I, if you were into what you were, you know, when Manimal was on, you're going to watch Manimal and you're going to like it. I know Manimal's bad. No Riverdale. Um, but, but like I watched it because I had no option. Constantine was not a good show. And I said, if, we, if we're going to treat these superhero things like seriously, we've got to allow people to cancel bad shows and not try to save everything just because, oh, this is the thing that I love. And or in Swamp Things case, cancel a good show. Yeah, before, well, that was different. Cancel it before. But people, but people were like, oh, and I, and so I, I argued with this guy and I was like, look, Constantine's ratings are horrible. There were, I mean, like, it, 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 I can't remember what it was, but it was getting like a point three or something. It was like really, really low. And they're like, well, but you don't understand. That's just, that's just counting Nielsen ratings. That's not accurate. And it's like, it's Nielsen ratings plus TiVo ratings. Like I, I, I know how ratings are calculated. I do this for a living. And I was like, yeah, but you're not taking into account all the people who download the show on the internet. And I was like, no, Apple, I, I counted Apple views too. He's like, no, no, I'm talking about people 
people who torrent it. And it's like, okay, first off, not that many people. And second, you know, fuck those people. <laughs> like if, if your if your logic is, well, this doesn't take it who are stealing it, your vote doesn't count. Like your, your vote doesn't vote count if it's um, the con the like, people who think that I got five thousand signatures save my show. Yes, I understand that you feel like that worked with Chuck or or with um what what other shows have been saved? Um, Community, you know, or Brooklyn Nine Nine, but it's not just that. Like the best petition ever for media is to you know buy a ticket or or watch it. Like that's 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 the one that matters most. I, I like what you're saying with. It doesn't count when you tell them to change what you're not paying for. Right. It, it just doesn't. Uh, and I and now, now because they can't make it unless you unless people pay for it. Now, at some point, though, you, I mean, you can say, you know, if you make this, I'll pay for it, which is kind of what you're doing when you're saying when you're saying save community. But then nobody did. They went through all the trouble. Mm-hmm. They, they moved community to another network and saved the show. Nobody watched it. The rate- I mean, it was it was like Yahoo video, though. Uh huh. And which is, and I mean, you, and how much I'm not you, familiar. How much do you really want to watch the show? This is really your favorite show. I, I did watch like four episodes on that uh-huh. actually. Uh huh. And then you're and like, then, and then it got onto Hulu, and that, and then I finished watching it mostly because I was like, this this Yahoo video thing is not. <laughs> not working for me so it wasn't good it wasn't good enough for you to put up with the pain is what you're saying if you'd love community well, enough, yahoo video it was i think it was free actually on the yahoo video stuff no 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 the, the, the pain not the pain oh the pain yeah yes so I, i'm just thinking about young justice and how uh for so long fans have petitioned dc and oh, Warner brothers and netflix to and and it was so funny because you know, Greg Wiseman's mm-hmm. when, you know, Greg Wiseman was getting on Twitter and saying, look, guys, petitions are fine. But uh, to Mav's point about the only petition that matters is the ticket you pay for to watch the movie or the Nielsen ratings you add to by watching. Right. He was like, uh, watch the show on Netflix. Like he kept, he kept saying that that is the best petition. Yeah, I was, I was everything. I keep revenging it on Netflix, which I did. I, in fact, I would be at work and have my work computer, my laptop, and then two different browsers on my laptop and three different, um, Netflix, like the kids one, a separate one. And then my main one. So now you're just gaming the system. Yeah, like, and just, I would just have, it, they would all be at different stages of like watch going through the show and just going from episode depth. It was like the Jason Todd out thing, how some people like rigged their phones to just keep dialing to kill Jason Todd. <laughs> He was a he was a Robin, so, by the way, for those who may know. Yeah. So basically what we've come up with so far is maybe don't expect too much. <laughs> if you start a petition, don't do it on change.org, probably. Uh maybe it'd be a good idea if Hollywood hired a large, like diverse group of people to make <laughs> things. Um I think and, uh, and all Oh, go ahead. I, I had a summary of some of the stuff that Mav was saying. I think what Mav wanted was for people to be sensitive, really smart and discerning and listening to each other, which that one seems impossible. <laughs> I think all of that in one person seems unlikely, Mav, especially in creative communities like well, Hollywood. I wonder with Mav, uh, I, I keep thinking about all the a few different philosophers in my head. So like when it's just like, you know, I think I because you, you kept saying, like, I think I can tell a good petition. I was like. Yeah, yeah, yes, everybody thinks that. Yeah, yes, Nietzsche. Perspectivalism is very fine. Um, also, also, yeah. thank you, Kant. Well, well, um, well, Kant, I find interesting because there's, despite 
you know, speaking of racism, um, Kant, um, <laughs> yes, he has, this, <laughs> he has this, he has this, uh, thing in the, um, groundwork of the metaphysics and morals where he says, look, we can't depend on principles. We can't depend on morality to come about through natural innocence and common sense because, those things don't preserve a good principle over time. You have to sort of lay out your principles. And so I do wonder, um, it is good to have someone who's discerning, right? Like you, me, Hannah and Andrew, like, you know, we're discerning, but you know, outside of the four of us, right. Um, you know, I, I do think there is some, there's gotta be some sort of provisional criteria, no, to like maybe as a guide in this case, Okay, so I understand and I understand, you know, yes, we think that we have pretty good morality and I I think that I can decide, yes, it's okay to have a petition which says I want there to be more racial diversity, more sexual diversity, more gender diversity. I think that's fine. And but the guy who's making the petition that, no, I want my Star Wars to be just white dudes and and women are only there to be hot. And, you know, why are there black stormtroopers? The guy who's complaining for that, he thinks his ideology is right, too. And I'm sure all of his friends do. I'm sure he can have a podcast with, you know, four people on it where they say, no, obviously we don't want black people in Star Wars. Obviously, we don't want women in Star Wars. So it, it's just on. I think all we can say is it's on the producers to like sort of make a judgment call. Well, no. Well, you see, well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to be the producers who make a judgment call because they're the ones making the thing. But I think that in terms of like thinking about like ethics when it comes to like petitions or requests or media, we can use something like um, T.M. Scanlon, who like um, builds on Kant since Matt quote Kant. Uh, and he wrote this book called What We Owe Each Other, which like takes Kant further um, through contractualism and basically um, the kind of version you hear about this through The Good Place, which does a nice job of simplifying it, is thinking about how to set up an equal and just society for everyone. So like if you set up rules that will harm another person, uh, like keeping certain groups out of Star Wars, then maybe don't do that. Yeah, maybe. You know? Yeah, I mean, but, but maybe I mean don't. So if we could just nail down a utopian society, we wouldn't have to worry about any of this. Well, I guess you know. I mean, obviously, like the questions of representation, as we've like talked about on and off throughout this past hour, are like more complex mm-hmm. than simply do one thing or another. But I think we could. Okay, I think dick. that we can all maybe agree <laughs> to try to not be dicks. That's a pretty good baseline. (laughs) You know, Bill and Ted had it pretty, pretty sharp when they said be excellent to each other. And if we were all trying to do that, it covers some of this ground. So I I do maintain that there is a time and a place (laughs) for uh, consumers to speak back to the creators and the creators should sometimes listen because no. hedgehog <laughs> should not be as creepy, but for other things as well, more serious issues. And, and there's also definitely times when the fans are going to say stuff and the creators just going to say, no guys, that's not what I'm making. Yeah. And that is absolutely like their right to do so. We need both. Well, I, I did want to ask one more question to the group because this was not exactly to the fandom question, but this is something that I hadn't really considered that um, I was having a conversation about this offline with a friend of mine. Um, so it's not in the comments, but someone pointed out that, um, well, yes, but maybe maybe having the fandom petitions is a way 
for somebody to, you know, to dip their foot into the, you know, dip their toe into the whole petition game. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, well, you know, you, yeah, you start with a petition on Star Wars, but, but like, then you'll see that, you know, change the change.orgs of the world or whatever else, you know, all these petition sites exist and maybe you'll use it for something useful. And I, and I said, yeah, I refuse to believe that the guy who wants more boobs in Star Wars is like going to become the next AOC or, or whatever. And he said, no, that's not his point. His point was, Sure, this petition might be stupid, but if nothing else, this petition says, hey, it reminds people that petitions are a thing. And so, you know, if you see a bunch of people, you know, a bunch of like incel idiots, like posting constant Star Wars petitions and Game of Thrones petitions and whatever, then maybe you start going, you know what? Those are stupid, but I kind of want to stop sign on my block. Maybe I should, you know, maybe I should use this for that. And, you know, maybe it introduces you to the to the idea that there could affect positive change. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, I I don't know necessarily. I'm not going to say no, just because it's not my experience. Um, But, you know, since like the Internet and especially like Twitter have existed, I've seen way more petitions uh, for doing stuff than before. Um, and, and, you know, because academia is my thing, I've seen mm-hmm. things that have like made material change, like petitioning Stanford <laughs> not to shut down its awesome university press, which, I mean, there's still some complications to that that no one who listens to the show probably cares about. But, you know, you know, like, it's not like all petitions are frivolous. Yeah, I mean, there's the one that I linked to in the blog where they're, where we're trying to get um, all doctors to wear, you know, plague masks that, that look like giant birds. That, that was pretty cool. Not frivolous at all. It's, it's super stylish. <laughs> okay, well. Um, uh, so have we resolved anything? No, not at all. Nothing. We've resolved nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Have we? Uh, don't be a dick. Andrew, uh, do you feel better about this now that I, you talked it out? I mean... I'm I'm glad that like we got more of this out there and there's definitely elements of it that I could not have thought of on my own. And my life is better because I've heard those other concepts from it. I, I just kind of love that the most substantive thing that we that we mostly agree on is that the old Sonic looks <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but, but I mean, I, it was really it creepy, was. guys. I just I just I, I still I'm not sure it sends the right message. I, I think that the. Because the movie's gonna fail one way or the other, it really is. I think, like, I think, like, well, like I understand, <laughs> well, and for for we haven't we haven't like talked about the the box office game in a while. But does any, does anybody have Sonic in your box office game, Andrew? Because you guys are playing similar. Yeah. Uh, I did, but it got pushed right. till till next year. So right. and, and um, I lost in our, in our, our game. So. By the way, I love that Jim Carrey has been much more selective about his projects and what he decided was important to him was <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, I, I, I do feel like we kind of resolved one thing, which is we said sometimes we do want the creators to listen to the fans through petitions and stuff, and sometimes they shouldn't. So sometimes yes, and sometimes no. Is that a resolution? So 50-50? Not not necessarily 50-50. But you're saying we've resolved that we are 100% sure that the answer is maybe? <laughs> yes. I'm on board with that. Like, does maybe. that petition matter? Maybe. Uh, Equally, maybe know. not. Uh, uh, okay. okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to thank both of you guys for being here. Uh, let's go with Matt first. Matt, what about you? Where can people find you? Uh, they can find me uh, on Twitter at 
pop and theology, mm-hmm. um, or, uh, they can go to the blog at www.popularcultureandtheology.com or the shorter, uh, URL that'll get you there and theology.com. Um, if you go there, you can see upcoming books in the theology and pop culture series under the tab. The first one is probably going to drop by you at least by year's end on theology and prints. Mm-hmm. Um, religion and comics has its first CFP up on a uh, gin in comic books. So gin genies, that, that type of thing. Um, I, thought, I thought the first one was on man bat. Oh, Batman comics. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, but there is a Batman, uh, and theology. See it, uh, call for papers as well as a DC universe. Anna Renee Gerard anthology call for papers. So I'm pretty sure it's man bat. Just um, <laughs> I think it's man bat. <laughs> that was my response when when he was hinting at what the next um it, you know, on social media you were hinting at what the next the next um, CFP would be and you're like here's the hint you know Kyra Kyra and I'm like man bat yeah. yes it's man bat <laughs> um, apparently not. <laughs> Obviously, obviously. Andrew, what about you? Uh, you can find me on the protagonist podcast. It's been mentioned a couple times, but that's the current and primary uh, way to find me at the moment. Ongoing um, without hiatus. <laughs> uh, great show. Um, obviously, all we, as we said before, all three of us are a fan. And um, so um, Hannah. Yes. <laughs> Hannah's new to the show. Um, right, right, sorry, sorry. I was playing Pokemon Go and a Geodude popped up on my screen. I want to catch it. Um, I, anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Hallie Rogers. I will not be tweeting about Pokemon Go. Probably about Spider Man. I am happy. Oh uh, yeah, I guess we're. I mean, you're going to be edging up on me. Spider Man the movie came out last week. Yeah, last week. I don't know. Don't 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 even try and. I'm, I'm out. using, you know, I'm pretending this show was recorded just now and no, that no, we're not no. time traveling. Actually, no, it, it, no, no, it can, it's coming out this upcoming week that we're mm-hmm. recording. That podcast would have been the founders <laughs> episode the week after the Pokemon Go episode. So it's been out for two weeks at this point. Oh, oh which means Lion King's out now. So everybody should go and see Lion King. Everybody should go see Lion King. Ugh. What the fuck? <laughs> everybody should go and see Lion King. <laughs> if you play oh. <laughs> all right. All right. Anyway, who has Lion King in your game, Andrew? I well, I think I do. Oh, good. Yeah. See, there you go. So don't you it's agree? It's harder when you keep in track of 53 films. Yeah, we, we have like 15 each. <laughs> um, so you agree. Everybody should go see Lion King this weekend. It's going to be the best movie ever. It's going to be Avengers. That's what I want to see. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And let's see. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Maverick or on my own personal blog at www.chrismaverick.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at Vox Popcast, on Instagram at Vox Popcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Vox Popcast, or on our blog at www.voxpopcast.com, where you can find out about upcoming shows and whatever the topic's going to be. You can weigh in and we will respond to you on, you know, when we record that that episode. If you are a fan of the show, we would appreciate it if you'd go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Uh, That helps other people find the show through magic, mystical means that no one understands, and it makes us happy. And it's just a nice thing to do. You know, that's something for you to do while you're waiting for Lion King to start this weekend. So, we'll see Lion King. (laughs) I would like to thank our guests once again for being here. I'd like to thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. 
So I read in the Asbury Park Press that um, there was going to be a protest at our local theater um, in Eatontown, the Sony Multiplex. So I said, uh, holy shit, I want to go, because I read there was going to be 1,500 people there. And we grabbed some um, construction paper, like cardboard paper, um, like, you know, those big pieces. We got magic markers and glue and sparklies, and we made signs. <laughs> So uh, we're working on our signs and working on them really well, right? Because we want to blend in. And uh, both of us are really like taking our time, just like not going outside the lines. And, Is this done? No, a little glitter. You know, really went all out. So we get there, and the 1500 is about 15, period. So uh, we're, we're standing there holding our signs. We're signing the rosary, and uh, we notice that nobody really has any signs, uh, at least none that are nearly as nice as ours. There's a dude standing next to me who has a, a, a sign that looks like it was torn out of the bottom of a cardboard box, like just kind of cut out, and it's a dogma is bad. Like he wrote it in his car with a pen that he had in his glove compartment. No glue, no sparklies, not a streamer in sight. Really, just no effort whatsoever. 